Welcome to the Give Back Economy, a podcast about social innovation and social enterprise. Now with your host, Peter Miller. So welcome. Today we have a representative from a uh, social enterprise on the east coast of Canada in Newfoundland. And Brian is going to give us some outline of both these organizations, Impact Construction and Choices for Youth. So welcome, Brian, and thank you for taking the time today. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. Okay, so let's start with your academic background. Where did you go to school? Um, yep, so myself, um, I complete, when I completed high school, I entered uh, a trades program here at uh, College of North Atlantic in, in Newfoundland and uh, went and pursued uh, an apprenticeship in uh, construction industrial electrical. Okay, great. And uh, so I spent a little time at Memorial, so I, I know the area and uh, oh, great. and uh, know the wind <laughs> that takes place <laughs> on the island. So yeah. uh, in, after you completed your academic career, you started into work. Where did you work first? Um, I worked a lot in, in, in residential, um, construction, part of, uh, part of my training in, as an electrician, um, in my pre-apprenticeship, um, I kind of realized early on that electrical actually wasn't for me and I, I kind of changed my focus and then went in and became a carpenter. So I, I worked mostly in residential, uh, carpentry and, and framing, um, building new homes and, uh, then actually transitioned into um, industrial construction and went to work in, in northern Alberta for a little while, like every good Newfoundlander. It's kind of like a rite of passage here. And uh, realized kind of kind of quickly that that industry wasn't, uh, you know, uh, wasn't quite for me. It wasn't where my heart was, uh, was drawn to. So I uh, made the, the switch and went to work for a not-for-profit in a social enterprise. So is it one you're still with, or was there a prior one? Uh, no, no, I'm still here. So Okay. It's been, it's been about two years now, so. Okay. So there are yeah. two organizations, and while I did look at both websites, I think it's better if you could put in your own words what impact construction is and what choices for youth is. Okay. I'll actually start uh, with Choices for Youth because that's kind of where everything stems from. So Choices for Youth is a youth-serving agency in St. John's, Newfoundland. Um, We support young people from ages 16 to 29 with housing, education, employment. Um, Basically, uh, any youth in our community that face face barriers. So um, that's kind of the background on Choices. Um, impact instruction stemmed from a program that we ran with our provincial government to do some energy retrofits. Uh, and it was a, a, uh, 
trades and construction program called Train for Trades, where we would train young people to do uh, energy retrofits as part of a Newfoundland Labrador housing uh, initiative. Um, once that work kind of clued up, uh, we saw that the, the need for ongoing uh, commitment to young people through trades and construction and giving them some experience. And that's when we decided to uh, shift gears a little and actually take on the social enterprise realm and, and introduce impact construction as a social inter- enterprise here in St. John's. So choices for youth, what, what is the age of the youth that you're involved with? Uh, the youth are from age 16 to 29. Okay. And can they be employed or are they generally unemployed or out of school? Um, generally, the youth that come through our door are unemployed or seeking work um, or are currently on the provincial AES system. So um, we tend, if, if youth are already working, we tend to, to like them to stay at work. Um because our mandate is to basically get them back to work. So our focus is more so young people that uh, need employment, that face barriers to employment, and, and we are a supportive employer. So we offer, um, you know, a bit of flexibility um, for our young people as they, as they navigate our program. And how do these youth come to find you? Uh, so we're, we're pretty big in the community here in St. John's. Um, we run a series of what we call open houses. So basically um, we advertise every three months, we do an intake for impact construction and we run a series of advertising around the city and then uh, youth come into our, to our social enterprise hub here in St. John's and um, they do interviews for the positions. And um, yeah, so we basically, we hire from, from that point and, and then we keep a running list of everybody who didn't make the first one. Then they get they get their name will go on the list for the for the three months down the road as well. So, not looking at the pandemic, but in a normal circumstance, how many of these youth would you be employing? Um, right now. Um, so during the pandemic, we were down as far, or well, I say during the pandemic, uh, when when we first went went into lockdown, uh, we did manage to keep um, some youth employed. So we had roughly around five young people that were still employed within Impact. Um, but right now, we're actually um, we're actually back up. To, we we serve around uh, eighteen young people right now. We have on our on our staff. So. Uh, when you mean staff, that's the youth. What about uh, the management team? Um, so for, for management, we actually have uh, we have a team of, of carpenters and plaster painters um, and general labor foremen. And basically for, that, for those, we have uh, seven staff members, uh, including a general foreman and, and myself as general manager. Okay. And tell me a little bit about the training these youth would get. Yeah, so um, our youth, basically, when they come in and they do an open house, we run, um, we run a three-week training program. And how it works is young people come in, uh, a full-time program, and we put them through uh, construction-based training. So they do 
uh, fall protection, uh, women's training. Um, they all do standard first aid. Um, and we also train them in asbestos remediation and uh, mold awareness and things like that. So things that are basically uh, relevant to the, to the construction industry, as well as um, we do some financial literacy training with them and uh, a whole series of, of personal development trainings as well as, as, well as uh, construction trainings. So do these youths stay with you for six weeks, a year? What, what's the time frame before they move on? Uh, so the time frame, we, we basically have, um, we, we, we run the program in about um, three blocks of three months. So young people, from the day they come in through our door um, to the day they finish in the, the program is roughly around nine months. Um, depending on complexities and, and some of the issues that youth face, um, it could be longer, and oftentimes it ends up it uh, it ends up being shorter that they get a job and they go back to they go out into competitive employment or back to school. And so it is, it, yeah, go ahead. Uh, it is a little bit. We are a little bit flexible on on those terms. Just like I say, we try to meet the young people where they're at and uh, give them the best opportunity to, to move forward. So, And how do you get customers? Um, good question. We get, we get customers basically like any other construction company. I, uh, we bid on work. We bid on, um, you know, as any other construction company would, government tenders, uh, things like that, uh, private industry, um, pretty much like every other construction company would. The only difference is, is we employ uh, at-risk youth in our community. And you compete price-wise? We do, yes. We compete uh, price-wise. We compete on um, time and budget and, and all of those things. So it's, uh, it, 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 is, um, it does have its challenges at, at times, um, but it's certainly a lot of, the, a lot of our clientele that, that come from the private industry uh, they know who who Impact is, and you know they want to use Impact because they want to drive some some social change and some so, some social purpose, and see where their 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 funds actually go to help people, not just uh, you know not just a standard contractor as such. So Brian, why uh, take the social enterprise approach? Um, basically, the social enterprise approach was so that. Any any funds that we do generate um, go back into programming both at Impact Instruction and at Choices for Youth. Um, so it was an opportunity for us to try and generate a revenue stream. Um, Choices for Youth is a not-for-profit. Um, so any kind of way that we can we can generate some extra revenue and 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 help the organization is, uh, is key. So that was, that was kind of the reason for the, the social enterprise approach, um, with an impact. So. so impact is for profit. Nope. Impact is also a not for profit. Ah. Um, but we, we do generate revenue for choices for use. Do you, uh, apply for any grants at all? Um, not as such. Uh, we, we do try and operate, um, um, 
you know, uh, self-sufficiently. Um, we do receive um, some funding for some portions of our of our labor, so for our young people. But for the most part, uh, impact is pretty well self-reliant. So tell me about the importance of partners. Yeah, so um, you know we're uh, we're a member of the the Canadian Home Builders Association um, and uh, the Newfoundland Construction Safety Association and a number of different industry associations that basically lend legitimacy to Impact and and what we do. Um, also, it helps us generate um, uh, involvement in the community. So. We, you know, we want to train young people and, and put them to work, but our mandate is to also get them hired by our competitors. So it, oftentimes, you know, um, within the home builders as such, we, you know, we, we do compete on some renovation work against some people in that organization. But at the same time, um, you know, we're also looking for them to hire our, our young people. So, um, and it, it creates a real dynamic where, you know, they, they know that if an employer knows that they've worked, you know, a young person's worked at Impact and has come through the program, they're more they're more inclined to hire them because all of our young people that come through the program are have their fall protection, WMIS, and all their trainings and are, and are ready to go when they leave the nine months. So, so do does the city and the province support what you're doing? Uh, they do, but again, in, in Newfoundland, there is no real um, social procurement from the, the provincial government or the city. So um, they support us in what we do, but we don't actually receive funding or support directly from uh, from from them. Uh, we bid on, on work similar to any other construction company would. So, What they need to learn is by social as a exactly. strategy. <laughs> yeah, for and sure. I'm, I'm sure you can help make that happen. So out of curiosity, uh, other uh, communities, either in Newfoundland or anywhere in Canada, inquired about what you're doing and in terms of maybe taking your model and applying it in their communities? Yeah, we've, um, we've actually worked really closely with... Uh, with a uh, social enterprise in Winnipeg uh, called build. Um, so they've had, we've had some meetings back and forth. We've gone well pre COVID we've gone and, and toured their, their space and just saw how they operate. And they've basically done likewise. And we, we have a real collaborative approach. Um, and that's the same with any, any social enterprise organization that we work with across the country. Um, there's no real, it's more of a, a community working together than kind of keeping your notes to yourself. So it's great to see on that side of things. We also, there's also some other organizations that have inquired about, um, you know, that, that, that email us and just wondering some more information on how, how we operate and our, our, with our young people and things like that. So we're, we're more than willing to, uh, to talk to anybody who's interested in setting up a similar program. So, it sounds like you've got it developed enough that it could be replicated in other communities. Yeah, definitely. And it's, uh, it's something that uh, we're digging a little bit farther into and to see how, um, 
how we can replicate it again uh, here in, in Newfoundland and as well other parts of Canada. So your management team, where did they all come from? Um, so our social enterprise management team um, here at Choices uh, basically all come from different backgrounds. We have entrepreneurs, MBAs, and just people that want to be involved in, in social enterprise. Um, I myself ran, ran my own business for a number of years before I, I came here as well. So it was kind of a, a, a unique fit. And I think most of our, our team within Choices for Youth uh, within our social enterprise is, um, you know, they've, they've done and had a similar path where they've been self-employed or, or have some business background and just kind of, you know, we're in, in this work for, um, you know, for the rewards, uh, with, with helping young people and things like that. So. Terrific. Let me, uh, let me throw you a little wild question. Three years <laughs> from now, what will the organizations look like? Ah, uh, that's a good question. Um, I I'd never like to say status quo, but I'm I'm hoping you know that we can continue to uh, to maintain the levels that that we're at with regards to um, employment for young people and uh, possibly some looking at some some expansion and even even just growing the the uh, the place that we're in right now. Um, Right now, we have a very small kind of shop setting, so everything we do is off of site. But I'm looking at uh, we're looking at trying to increase our shop space and do more hands on on training in a shop type setting as well. So like more so more cabinetry type stuff and things like that. So expanding the product line or the service line, I guess. Yes, exactly. <clears throat> what about what about uh, maker space? Have you considered something like that? Uh, we definitely have, um, just re- at, at the moment, it's, uh, it's, it's hard to find here in the city. It, uh, you know, uh, St. John's is based roughly around 125,000 people. So it's not, uh, we don't have access to a lot of the same resources and spaces that you would say in Toronto or Winnipeg or Edmonton, but you know, those, those spaces, um, we look at potentially generating ourselves and then having people, other people occupy the meeting. So. Terrific. So final question, how do people reach both the organizations? <coughs> yeah. So our, uh, young people can, can reach choices for youth. Um, you know, we're on online at choices for youth.ca. Um, we have a drop-in at uh, um, Carter's Hill Place, and anybody who's familiar with the city will know exactly where where that is. And uh, Impact Construction itself, where our website is impactconstructionnl.com, and uh, we can certainly be reached through there through our website. And, and uh, yeah, our links to our phone numbers and. Um, Facebook page and Twitter handle are all are all done through our website there. Terrific. Well, Brian, uh, you and the organizations are doing great work, and I certainly hope you're able to replicate what you're doing in other communities and in other provinces, because you've got a great model, 
and you're using social innovation to uh, grow the both organizations and support youth. So congratulations. Thank you very much. Thank you for your uh, time today. Take care. Bye now.